Greetings, parish orphans and retrogrades. Happy Friday out there in Catholic land and in conservative land. Yesterday, the Vatican News Service quietly released a story which contains news of a third papal letter being written to Jesuit father James Martin S.J., a third letter, that is, which once again confirms, at the very least, ambivalence on the part of the Pope to the gay outreach arm of the church. On today's Rules for Retrogrades, we're going to discuss this quietly released third letter by the Pope to James Martin S.J., and we're going to discuss what it means. So buckle up. Uh, The headliner is that the Pope wrongly told Father James Martin S.J. that Jesus is, quote, close to everyone. Implicit in this is that Jesus is close to mortal sinners, even when they're unrepentant. And of course, this is wrong. Mortal sin destroys every shred of the relationship one has to God until uh, contrition and penitence. That's our show today. I would quickly remind all of you out there, even if you don't have notification for this show, like it, give it a thumbs up, and also get notified for the show, and um, subscribe, because we want to boost the ranks of retrogrades and parish orphans out there. Also, get out of your blue states, get to a red state, go to realestateforlife.org, and you'll talk to a probably a Catholic, definitely a pro-lifer who will help you do like I did, get from a very blue state to a very red state. I recommend the blood red swath of red states from Texas to Florida. That's where I went and we're very happy. Realestateforlife.org. Finally, I would ask you guys, parish orphans and retrogrades, to, if you've read even one line of my new book, now released three days ago, Don't Go to College, please go on Amazon and leave it even a a brief review. An honest review. A brief one's fine. We really need your help reviewing this book. A lot of you have gotten it. A lot of you have read a line or two. Review the line or two that you've read. We really appreciate it. Thank you very much. The Pope, Vatican News reports, to Jesuit Father James Martin, F.J., says Jesus is close to everyone. Let's get a little more detail here. Pope France, Pope Francis, and maybe in maybe in France, Pope, they call him Pope France. Pope uh, like honk and franc. Remember the Pope Francis responds to a letter from Father James Martin S.J., you naughty thing, whose pastoral ministry involves the LGBT plus Q community and encourages Catholics to foster a culture of encounter that shortens distances and enriches us with differences. So shorten the distances, don't know what that means, and enrich us with differences. Don't know what that means either. But then again, it's Pope Francis. Who who knows anything he's saying? I encourage you all to... And so this is the third letter. What I'm going to do on today's show is give you a little quick review of more or less what was said in the first letter, a little bit in the second letter, and then we'll, we'll say the third letter, and I'll give you a summary of what all of them taken together might mean. I encourage you all to keep working in the culture of encounter, which is these, these guys, you don't have to tell a bunch of homosexuals to, to keep encountering one another. They'll do that on their own, right? 
And he says, this shortens the distances and enriches us with differences. In the same manner of Jesus who made himself close to everyone. Now, that's the first line of this Catholic new, uh, sorry, sorry, Vatican News article. It opens by implying rather strongly, rather robustly, that the Pope encourages those in the homo community to continue doing what they're doing, keep up your work in the culture of encounter, which we all know they're encountering one another many times per week. And so this is a tacit nod of approval. Now, it's always going to traffic, as the Pope does, a papal letter, in weaponized ambiguity. So he'll just pivot and say, all I meant is the culture of encounter means keep, keep bringing people into the church or something that's laudable. It's harder to make this pivot when the sentence continues, shortening distances and enriching us with differences in the same manner of Jesus who made himself close to everyone. That is simply theologically wrong. It's, it, I mean, is it even news anymore to say that Pope Francis is saying something publicly that's theologically wrong, whether or not he's writing it or teaching it, he's saying it publicly. And it's wrong. Jesus did not make himself close to everyone. Jesus gave everyone, even the worst sinners, a single shot at the belt. He would dine once with you if you were a grave sinner, a publican, a prostitute. And he would say, quit your sin, come with me. If you didn't, it's hellfire for you. That's what Jesus did. So he gave everyone one shot. That's not what Father James Martin is all about. He is all about the but. I mean, B-U-T. He's... What? You thought I meant something else? No, Father James Martin is all... Uh, hear me out. He is all about the philosophy of the but, the B-U-T, dot, 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 B-U-T. Why are you laughing? That's childish. Here's what I mean. Father James Martin will say, homosexuality is a sin. Homosexuality is a sin, and it must be quit. But people cannot do this. This might be beyond the capacities of people. So Father James Martin's but philosophy, B-U-T, is the, whether or not Pope Francis states it in Amoris Laetitia, the but philosophy, B-U-T, of Father James Martin is what appears in Amoris Laetitia. Here's why. Because the entire uh, post-synodal apostolic exhortation, Amoris Laetitia, intones this, this but principle perfectly. There are certain... There are certain, I'm serious now, there are certain sins which are definitely mortal, like adultery. I don't think Pope Francis cares about the adulterers out there. I think, I think he's interested in advancing the lobby of the other kind of butt philosophers, the other kind of butt men in the church. I'm serious. So I don't, I don't want to have to keep saying this. It is adultery, homosexuality. This is a mortal sin. A very mortal sin, uh, adult uh, homosexuality much more than adultery even. Homosexuality is one of the seven sins crying out for uh, retribution from heaven. So he's saying it, it's called the Mott and Bailey argument, where you, you make an easier claim that can be interpreted in a less defensible way. Um, so this is what Amoris Laetitia did. It made an easier claim. Hey, there's always an objective and a, and a subjective component of sin right? We don't know if someone has diminished capacity to the extent of being completely exculpated from a sin. 
That's what Amoris Laetitia does. Then it uses the but philosophy of the footnote. And it says, and it also intones rather specifically in the body of the text. It also says very, very specifically, we don't know how profound the subjective component of the sin is. Sorry, the subjective component of any sin. Homosexuality, adultery is grave matter, right? Yes. But except if someone was forced into it, uh, fraud in the inducement of some sort of sin, someone held a gun to your head, the culpability is reduced by the subjective means. Because, as Thomas Aquinas says, form, uh, intent specifies form for a human action. Intent specifies form. So it's not false, this Franciscan, Pope Franciscan teaching that I'm calling the butt philosophy, but I think it's done in the name of advocates of homosexuality, like uh, homosexualism, let's say, like Father James Martin S.J. The butt philosophy is, we need to make this insertion of the butt in specific regard to, I can't even say it. All right, let me just go on with the letter. No, they say it's a wrong sin, but, all right, let's just, let's just keep it there, okay? The B-U-T philosophy. Listen to this sentence. I'm going to read it one more time. I encourage you all to keep working in the culture of encounter, which shortens the distances and enriches us with differences in the same manner of Jesus, who made himself close to everyone. So he's going to say in this third letter, as he does in the second and the first, there will be some insinuation that homosexuality is very, very wrong. But it's not always possible as Amoris Laetitia makes clear that Francis believes, for the grave sinner to stop his grave sin. That's what encounter is all about. Encounter is all about Father James Martin's butt philosophy, B-U-T. Um, so, okay, here's, here's um, the Outreach 2022 conference. And, oh, I'm sorry. Hey, if you don't laugh, you cry. Okay, the Outreach 2022 conference uh, goes like this. It took place this year for the first time in two years. I, I guess it was canceled because of COVID-19, okay? And Father uh, Pope Francis was writing Father Martin to congratulate him that Outreach 2022 had been restored. The Vatican News article continues. The Jesuit priest who ministers to the LGBTQ Catholics had written the letter informing him of the outcome of the annual outreach LGBTQ Catholic Ministry Conference, which was held in person at Fordham University on June 24th to 25th, after a two-year break imposed by the pandemic. There's more that unites us than separates us, says the Vatican News' next subsection. In his reply, dated July the 20th and written in Spanish, not published, as far as I know, until yesterday. Pope Francis congratulated Father Martin for being for having been able to make the event happen this year in person, highlighting the importance of interpersonal encounters in human relationships. I don't care for this codified language um, when we're talking about a group of homosexual men in the near occasion of sin, right? The, the importance of interpersonal encounters in human relationships. It's, I mean, does this sound a little suspect to you in... In view of the the audience, there's consider the source, but here I'm saying consider the audience of this letter. In fact, the Pope wrote, the pandemic made us seek alternatives to shorten the distances. It also taught us that certain things are irreplaceable 
getting together a bunch of homosexual men in the near occasion of sin, their encounter is irreplaceable. It's strongly implied here by the Pope. Among them, the possibility to look one another face to face, even with those who think differently or those whose differences seem to separate or even confront us. Don't know what any of that means, aside from it sounds like codified language to congratulate homosexual men on getting together for encounter, whatever that means. The Pope further remarked that when we overcome barriers, we realize that there is more that unites us than separates us. Mm, This isn't right theologically. The mortal sinner who is unrepentant, has not yet confessed his sin, is separated radically, a radical divorce. A complete diremption from God the creator, and so one is living in the void, like Frodo when he slips on the ring. That's all of us when we are living in the shadow of unrepented mortal sin. That's, that's you, that's me, that's everyone. The difference is, this is such a grave lifestyle unrepentant mor- uh, mortal sin, homosexuality, the sin of the group of people fostered to by Father James, that Pope Francis shouldn't mince words like this. And he always minces words. That's what he does. He's a professional word mincer with a hand tip toward the side of, strongly toward the side of, continue your sin, even though I'm destroying sacramental theology to do it. Continue your, your, your gayness. Continue your fornication. And specifically with Amoris Laetitia, continue committing adultery and go ahead and get the Eucharist, even though it means you're desecrating it in your reception and in by it. If anyone wants to rebut this point, I invite you on the show. But it's just intellectually ridiculous at this point. Vatican News continues. In conclusion, the Pope assured Father Martin of his prayers and invoked the blessing of Jesus upon him and the protection of the Blessed Virgin. That's all fine. The third letter to Martin total. This is the third letter Pope Francis has written to the American Jesuit priest, who in 2017 was appointed as consultor uh, for the dicastery for communication where the but philosophy reigns supreme. Cut, <laughs> cut, cut out your sin, but if you, don't really, if you don't really want to do it, you don't have to. Father James Martin is one of the foremost proponents uh, among American clerics of the but philosophy. The first time he wrote to him, Francis to Martin, was in July last year on the occasion of Outreach 2021. In that letter... The Pope pointed out that God is close to and loves each and every one of his children. His heart is open to all while encouraging Father Martin to continue in his ministry. No mention of the fact that God loves us, but that one will go to hell if one continues on the path of the ubiquitous universal sin that unites. It is the unifying force, the res publica, of the ministry undertaken by Father Martin. Thinking about your pastoral work, he said last year, I see that you continually try to imitate this style of God. This is a false gospel. God's, God doesn't have this style. He doesn't confirm us in our sin. You're a priest for everyone, as God is father of everyone. I pray for you that you may continue in this way, being close, compassionate, and full of tenderness. You see? This isn't even the butt philosophy. This is quite literally just one-sided praise. This is encomiums of praise being showered upon Father James Martin's gay, more or less, I think it's grooming, ministry. 
I think it's just grooming. But that's that's my opinion. Early in May in this year, Pope Francis replied to another letter in which, this is letter number two, in which Father Martin had asked him to answer some questions that he is most commonly asked by LGBTQ Catholics and their families. The, Pope's, the Pope again explained that God is Father and he does not disown any of his children. Depends how you mean that. He does send, by the broad path, most of his children to hell, ultimately, if you believe the New Testament, the Gospels. So that's a kind of disownership. But he will never give up on us until our dying breath. You can always turn your life around and quit your gross sin. Um, that the style of God is closeness, mercy, and tenderness. Referring to the LGBTQ Catholics, who ex- I think that just means gay or transsexuals, who experience rejection from the church, the Pope reiterated that, quote, the church is a mother and calls together all her children. A selective church, one of pure blood, is not holy mother church, but rather a sect, he says. So let's, from the second letter, um, the Pope wrote to Father Martin, James Martin S.J. Let's see what this means. A selective church, one of pure blood, is not Holy Mother Church, but rather a sect. He's calling, he's calling people that believe in the church's perennial teaching on soteriology and moral theology a cult. This is literally what he's doing, and I'm not taking him out of context. He's saying a church that's selective, that separates those who have, con- not sinners from non-sinners, because there are no non-sinners outside of Jesus and Mary, but rather confessed penitence from unconfessed non-penitence. That is a very meaningful distinction within the church militant, isn't it, parish orphans and retrogrades? Yes, it is. That is not likenable to a church of pure blood, because after I go to confession, or you go to confession, you don't think your blood's pure. You're just happy to step in between the raindrops somewhere on the landscape of the unbearable lightness of being. You feel better, to borrow a phrase from Milan Kundera. You feel good. You know that if you were to be struck by a bus at that moment with no fresh mortal sins on your souls, you're going to be okay. That's the church's teaching. That's dogma. The Pope likened that teaching and those who hail it, to uh, a cult that believes in pure blood and mud blood. That's not Mother Holy Mother Church, he says, but rather a sect. That's, that's crazy. So, that, I mean, these are short letters, three of them, that the Pope has written to uh, the ultimate American butt philosopher, Father James Martin. And I'll tell you what, I, I don't appreciate it. Joking aside, how many people has Pope Francis led into, how many people has Pope Francis led into mortal error? There is a local priest in my area who um, gave what I would call a Pope Franciscan homily uh, on confirming mortal sinners, specifically adulterers, uh, adulterating uh, civilly divorced and remarrieds, confirming them in their sin and presuming to, in his homily from, I believe it was Matthew's gospel, 
or was it? Yeah, I believe it was Matthew's gospel. Correct our Lord Jesus saying that Jesus didn't understand how hard in the 21st century it is to not get a divorce. The local priest, I won't mention the name, caused a falling out with the local priest. Yes, you obviously guessed it was at a Novus Ordo, not a TLM parish, when I, I was stuck at the, the local Novus Ordo one week. And I can just say this is the Franciscan butt philosophy, simpliciter. It is to say, hey, in theory, technically, we cannot condemn any walking sinner for a specific sin because only God ponders the heart, like it says in Psalms. Only God knows, did this murderer, we can say objectively that it was a sin of gravitas, that it is grave matter. That's objective. We can always say that, but we don't know subjectively if there was diminished capacity or some other exculpating subjective force in the intellect will. That means that this is less than a perfectly mortal sin for this person. So yes, the sin is grave, but it, it might not be a mortal sin in certain outlier cases. What I'm calling Father Martin and Pope Francis's butt philosophy is to say, yes, homosexuals are... are I'm, I'm talking active homosexuals. I'm not talking same-sex attracted persons that are living a chaste life. These people should be commended. These people should be commended in no uncertain terms. Very highly. They have a place, a very special place, living out a Josephite, temperate, sexually temperate existence. We're talking about the ones that Pope Francis and Father James Martin are confirming in their sin, telling them that if they continue on in their sin, then any sort of separation from the, the, the white sheep from the black sheep, the sheep from the goats, whatever your, your image is, depending on the parable uh, you, you select of Jesus is in the four Gospels, that that kind of uh, pulling wheat from chaff, to mix yet one more metaphor, that is believing in a cult of pure blood. Direct quote, a sect of pure blood. And an even more direct quote from Pope Francis, confirming James Martin in his sinful confirmation of his attendees. He said, that is simply not the Holy Catholic Church. My friends, this is a false philosophy. This is a false gospel, more importantly. It's a false gospel. And I don't know how much longer the false gospel can continue in our church. I really don't. I'm having friends fall to it, fall off the left side of the boat, fall off the right side of the boat, leave the bark because of the Pope. I've quoted before for you the Russian mystic Solovyov, who's Russian Orthodox, but he, he said, without a papa to call the brothers together, all there is is squabbling. No one goes to the table. You have no peaceful mealtide gathering. That's us. That is us now. And I know you guys, everyone's got an opinion. Some are more valid than others. Some can't really even be tested this side of the eschaton. But, but let me say this. It's very important that we who are sincerely trying continue to make the meaningful distinction between those people that are going to confession regularly and trying to eliminate sin, particularly mortal sin, 
from our lives in the short term, medium term, and long term, trying to do our best to understand what the church is asking of us when the, the Pope, Pope Francis, I'm not, I'm not one of you guys that call him Bergoglio or an anti-Pope. I, I call him Pope Francis. Maybe someday we'll, we'll wake up and, and we'll find news that, that, that some of these folks were right all along. But I don't think so yet. I'm not convinced so yet. I think Pope Francis is a Pope who pretty much every day over the last almost 10 years has delivered strongly in anti-gospel. I don't know what to make of it. I don't know what to make of it. But this letter, the third letter to Father James Martin S.J., is, without all joking aside, is the instantiation of the but philosophy, B-U-T. Technically, this is the doctrine, particularly on moral philosophy, particularly on moral philosophy of the loins, but you really ought to continue in your sin, unabated. Remember, in Morris Letizia, he even implies that it could be morally worse for a divorced and civilly remarried person to separate from their current spouse or their current civil spouse in order to reunite with their, their true spouse that they, uh, that they were wed to as one flesh that cannot be separated in front of God and their friends. So I don't know what else to say. It's a false gospel. This is not a papal teaching. This is a letter that's been published now that's written to a very public false gospel teacher in the church, Father James Martin. But he's confirming the false confirmers of, of very, very wicked sinners who need who need to be lovingly led away from their sin, and this Pope is not doing it. Much like the adulterers, the public adulterers out there, the divorced and remarrieds, the homosexuals out there, they're, they're, they're heroic ones that have their homosexual impulses, like the same-sex attracted who are living out a Josephite existence, and they are shut out in the cold. Much as among the American clerics, James Martin gets private audiences with Pope, like last Christmas, three separate letters in the space of a little more than a year. Think of the American clerics like Cardinal Burke, who have been basically shut out. He was number four in the church when he was Grand Inquisitor. When he was the prefect for the signature, Francis has demoted him and insulted him. Francis uh, made low remarks, insinuating that if Cardinal Burke died when he caught COVID, that his death would be his own fault. This is not a loving father. I know you know it. I know we talk about it a lot till we're blue in the face here on Rules for Retrogrades, but you have to see it in its more blue-collar terms sometimes. They get away from the theology and the philosophy and all that and just say, look, go revisit what Pope Francis said as he was shutting out. He shunned Cardinal Burke, faithful American prelate. For years, Cardinal Burke couldn't get in to see him. Then Cardinal Burke gets sick with COVID a year and a half ago, and Pope Francis is making jokes about how he might die and it might be his own fault. Wake up and smell the coffee, people. He's, he never speaks with his words. He confuses deliberately with his words, and then he speaks with either a verbal action afterwards or an actual action. That's how this pontificate has worked, and that's how he favors the bad guys. He castigates the good guys in the church 
Just look at the disparity of interactions between Cardinal Sarah. I know you guys criticize some of his minor mistakes, but Cardinal Sarah, Cardinal Mueller, he's had some more minor mistakes than Cardinal Sarah, but he's, I think, a good guy. Cardinal Burke, Athanasius Schneider. The remarks about the American uh, uh, clerics, presumably Bishop Strickland. Some of our few scant heroes in the church are shut out in the cold while Father James Martin is confirmed for his false confirmation of active homosexual life, which is what I think that is. He gets three letters in the space of a year. He gets a private audience. He's doing wickedness. The guys doing good are shut out in the cold, mocked, ridiculed, belittled. People, we're just the brothers squabbling at the table. Let's not. Everyone understand this is what happens when the Pope does this, when he goes bad, when the Pope was elected for creating division. Let's be patient with each other. Folks that disagree about the liturgy, I'm talking good folks of good faith. Folks that disagree about Vatican II. Folks that disagree about you know, the resignation of Benedict the 16th folks that disagree about the last conclave folks that disagree. Even I will even say folks that disagree about what really happened to our church sometime between 1958 and 1962 when the count, the last count ecumenical council began those people who mark off 1958, you guys call them names, but Let's be patient. Not all of us can be correct. Not all of us in these groups. But as long as people in these groups are sincerely striving to be intellectually honest, then we can be charitable with one another because all we know for sure in the church now is one, stay on the bark. I know I know those groups constitute different categorical claims on what the church is constituted by. So that's a little tricky. I don't want to beg the question if I'm talking to all six or seven of these groups at once. But but they are in their hearts faithful Catholics, even if there are errors in some of these groups. And I'm not even sure exactly where the errors are. No human being is in real time. So be charitable. Be charitable when you deal with other faithful Catholics that know this is the bark, even the extreme ones. That's all I can tell you. That's all I can tell you for sure. I do know the church is the one true faith. I don't know what has happened in our church in the last 60 years where you're getting a pope that confirms a, a, a man like James Martin, a wicked man like James Martin, and shuns good and holy men like Strickland or Burke. God help us. I hope you guys have a great weekend. Hug your families. Be good to one another. Be charitable. No one's perfectly charitable. I haven't been. I know that. But let's try to be charitable. God bless you. Deus Volt. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners now and at the hour of our death. Amen. 
Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou amongst women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou amongst women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou amongst women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou amongst women, and blessed is the fruit.